I appreciate that and uh, say thank you all the time. I encourage you as well. How are your your uh, New Year's resolution? I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I make New Year's goals. How are your New Year's goals going? I know they're just going great, uh, all of you. Uh, I What helps me with my New Year's goals is that I don't have ending running. Probably is, so just use the mic, okay. Uh, and, and so I don't make an ending goal. You know, the, the 10 pounds I want to lose, I feel, will just slough off about two years after I die. It will go. Uh, so why worry about it now? It's going to get taken care of sooner or later. Uh, New Year's goals can be difficult, and they normally are, but we made it through the year 2020. And so we can relax, we can live this next year, this new year out in peace, can't we? All of the troubles were taken care of last year, right? Uh, if, if your year is not filled with peace, I have just what you need. And it's peace. It's, it's written all over this hand lotion bottle, peace. Now, it it's suspiciously looks like my handwriting, but <laughs> it, it, peace is a good name for hand lotion. After uh, all of the hand sanitizer that I've gone through and my, my hands get really rough, this is peace. Ugh. Oh, man. You know, it, it smooths the roughness out of them, puts moisture into them. All of the, uh, the friction now is gone. Isn't that a great name for a hand lotion? Peace? I think I, think I one time I did see hand lotion that was literally said peace, called peace. But for me, I, this is what I need, a peace, something to to bring a soothing about it, a smoothing with it, peace. Because chances are your year, this new year, is not going to be any more peaceful than my new year will be. So, uh, but I have something even better than hand lotion. And it's a person. And surprisingly, it's a name that we've been reading for four weeks, isn't it? Let me just read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, when he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and they shall call his name Wonderful Counselor. Remember that? A month and a half ago. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now that's what I need right now is Prince of Peace. Let's just look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word, uh, for the encouragement that we can draw from it. And we just pray for, uh, for the situations that are going around, uh, around us and in our lives and in our church family. And, and we uh, just 
ask for that relationship we need with the Prince of Peace to bring a calmness to our hearts. Uh, just challenge us this morning, please. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. A Prince of Peace. Um, why would we even need a Prince of Peace? Well, we know it's because the world is at war, isn't it? I mean, it didn't just start in 2021, and it didn't start in 2020. The world has been at war, and I'm not talking about Star Wars but, or War of the Worlds, but the world has been at war ever since uh, Satan challenged God for the throne, thinking that some way he would be able to win the victory and be as God he wanted to be. And so he was, there was no competition between God and an angel, his creation. He was cast down, uh, down to this earth, and war began on this earth. And Adam and Eve decided they wanted to be like God, and so there was war uh, in the Garden of Eden. And then uh, Cain murdered his brother and Abel, and it's not getting gotten any better, and we recognize that, don't we? That there is war around us. We need a prince of peace, and the angels knew that that's what we need, and that's why when they visited Bethlehem, they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Uh, maybe they had their eyes fastened on Jesus. Peace, goodwill toward men. But there's something kind of funny about peace. Uh, was there peace? <laughs> no. There wasn't much peace when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. There wasn't much peace when they found out there was no room at the inn. There was no peace when the angels appeared to the shepherd and they had to say, hey, don't be afraid, guys. Because there wasn't peace there. There wasn't a lot of peace when King Herod ordered the babies of Bethlehem to be murdered. Not a lot of peace. In fact, the Bible says there's going to be war and rumors of war until Jesus, the Prince of Peace, comes back and sets up his kingdom upon this earth. Then there will be peace. So where is the peace? Maybe this is the only place, I, I don't know. Maybe in this little container of hand lotion. Maybe it's in a store someplace. Maybe you've looked for peace there. I know many look for peace in the bottom of a bottle. Peace in some election. <laughs> now there's going to be peace. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, maybe in Washington, D.C., that's where we'll find peace. No, it's sickening. Uh, maybe in some vaccination, then there will be peace, right? That's what we're waiting for, some vaccine that will be able to bring us a peace, a calmness, to get us back to the normal again. Uh, no. Where is that peace going to be? It's going to be found in a relationship with the Prince of Peace. And we definitely need some peace today. I need some peace today. What a great name for Jesus. 
And my encouragement to us today is don't turn your back on the Prince of Peace because this is the only place you're going to find peace, no matter how hard you look. You know, there's turmoil all over the world. I, I, I think our, our weather is in turmoil, except right here at the center of the world, here at Brainerd, Baxter, 371-210. This is a, the best place to live, the prettiest place in the last two days, gorgeous Every place else is falling apart. So uh, thank you, Jesus, right? Thank you. Um, the, the description of the natural disasters uh, have become biblical. You know, uh, Stormageddon, uh, in all these other places, all of the, the earthquakes and the, the uh, hurricanes and and the fires and the plagues of locusts and the killer bees and the murder hornets and everything. Uh, just uh, in nature, this is not at peace. Marriages are falling apart. Not at peace. I've noticed this more since Christmas time. What does Christmas have to do with with divorce. I don't know. I just maybe just notice it more. Families falling apart in turmoil. Biblical principles being torn apart by some woke group that is offended because the Bible says something and they will shame us into saying or keeping quiet. Probably. The nation falling apart. Yeah. Schools falling apart. We're seeing that happen. Churches being split by masks falling apart. What we need is peace from someplace. And apparently the peace that Jesus brought isn't on the global scale, right? So uh, at least the, that piece hasn't reached us yet, apparently, as we look at things. But then Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, he said that uh, you follow me, it's going to cause division between mother and daughter and father and son and and sister and brother it is going to happen and we we see that some here even in our community we see it more in the muslim community where where families are torn apart because somebody comes to know christ and they're beaten or killed or mutilated or chased away because of their faith in Christ. Where is the peace? What did Jesus mean when he said in John 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then two chapters later, Jesus says, in me, this is right before he's going to go to the cross, in me you can have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So now we're starting to see, oh, the peace that he's talking about is in a relationship. And it's only going to be in a relationship with Jesus, uh, the Prince of Peace. 
We all have stories. We all have struggles. We all uh, we, we go through different routes in our lives, but peace is going to come to all of us only through Jesus Christ. That is the source of peace. I've asked uh, Shauna to come and give her testimony. She wants to be part of First Baptist Church, and so she's going to share with us kind of a little of her journey of the peace that God gives through Christ, Shauna. Hi, my name is Shauna Simmons. I'm uh, the store manager of the Salvation Army Thrift Store. I was born in San Diego, California. I lived in Lakeside with my mom and four siblings. I accepted Christ as a young child. Uh, we went to Maple View Baptist Church where I was baptized. I, uh, I met my father at the age of eight years old. We moved here to Minnesota in March of 1995. I was nine, big difference from California. My mother found a church for us to attend, which was here at First Baptist. A very tragic event happened in my life at the age of 10. My mother took her own life November 30th, 1995. When I was 14 years old, I struggled a lot with anger. I remember praying and having a conversation with the Lord in the back seat of my older sister's car. I remember asking the Lord to not let me go too far and that he would bring me back to him. I struggled with many difficulties in my teenage and young adult life due to me hardening my heart. When I was 20 years old, I met a man who I thought I was supposed to be with. We became pregnant, and I ended up not marrying him because of his unfaithfulness. Uh, God blessed me with my son, Jonathan, in 2007. In 2013, I became convicted when Jonathan asked me who God was and that he wanted to know him. We started attending a Lutheran church where Jonathan accepted Christ and was baptized. Uh, yet I still struggled to find the right path. In 2016, I was driving and listening to the radio when a song came on that I had heard many times before but never really listened to. I knew God was, what, was with me and was watching me. That was the first time in a long time I truly felt God's presence. Uh, the song was By Will by Hilary Scott. After I started trying, after that I started trying different churches and ended up back here at First Baptist. It was very hard for me to be here at first. It brought back a lot of painful memories. After one of the services, I was very convicted and I knew I needed to speak with Pastor Grotsky. I trusted to go to Pastor Grotsky because he was the one who came downstairs to my room with my father to tell me about my mother's passing. Pastor Grotsky greeted me and even got my name right as I'm a twin. He asked if I'd like to go talk. I nodded. I couldn't speak, feeling very convicted by the Holy Spirit. We went to the front, of the front of the church, and we spoke and prayed. I remember telling him I didn't know why I was here, just that this is where God wanted me to be. I know, I, I know God has never left my side. He was there with me many times when I didn't even realize it. I have grown a lot since my first time back through the doors here in 2017. I know that I'd like to continue to grow with all of you here, serve in whatever ways I can. That's why I'm asking to become a member of First Baptist Church. And I also have a favorite verse that has stuck with me since I was in Awanas here in 1995. That verse is Titus 3.5.
not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. I, I still call her Shanna sometimes. <laughs> That's the name of her twin. And she's, Shanna's been here several times. I still get them mixed up, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> You've heard her testimony. Is there a motion to receive her? Okay, so moved and into the church membership, moved and supported. All in favor say aye. aye. Thank you. Uh, then we give you your certificate of membership and your first assignment, which is to find somebody that needs a Bible and uh, maybe needs a Savior along with the Bible. And so for First Baptist Church, we congratulate you as part of us. And the Prince of Peace is pretty important. And Shanna and Shauna needed the Prince of Peace years ago. Years ago. The Prince of Peace, Shar Shalom. That's what the the name is Shar Shalom. We know Shalom is peace, but Prince of Peace, one who removes all peace-disturbing factors and secures peace. Most human rulers gain peace by some bloody conquest. And you think of the, the wars in the past. In order to gain peace, blood is spilled. But what about the Prince of Peace? I mean, how can he bring peace? Blood also was spilled. He gave his life. He shed his blood so that we can have peace. He did it with his own death. No wonder the, uh, the company or the country that was looking towards for a Messiah was upset if he was going to be the Messiah, they wanted him to be a monarch that would destroy Rome, to break the bonds of the captors, and Jesus did not lift a finger against Rome. In fact, Jesus yielded himself to Rome and the Jewish leadership and died on the cross. And so how could Jesus be the Prince of Peace? Two phases to Christ's peace. First phase establishing a basis for peace with a holy God. Because a holy God cannot come into the presence of sin, or sin cannot come into the presence of a holy God. Something needs to happen. And uh, that's what Jesus did. He established the basis for a relationship with God. Now, the second phase of his uh, being Prince of Peace is when he establishes his kingdom Upon this earth, following the tribulation time, for a thousand years, he reigns on, on this earth, and there is peace. Even among the animal world, where a lion can lie down with a lamb, and kids can play with poisonous snakes, and there is peace. Why? Because he's seated on the throne of David. But it's this first aspect of peace that I just want to, to uh, bring a, a little bit this morning, this Peace or a state, I, I looked it up uh, 
definitions in the dictionary and in the Bible dictionary. And these are the, some definitions to help me understand what is this peace that the Prince of Peace is bringing, a state of calm and quiet. I, I can use that. Freedom from disturbing thoughts or emotions. Peace, a state of concord or agreement as between persons or governments. Peace, to bind together harmony, contentment, to link arms as opposed to strife and separation. Cindy wasn't feeling, she had a, a poor night last night and she's not here. I didn't tell her before or she would have drug herself, you know, she probably would would have kept it away, but to an illustration of peace, uh, when Cindy and I go to Cozumel, Mexico, uh, we spend most of our time holding hands and walking, or we'll sit and read together, but peace, to bind together, to link our fingers, to link our arms, even when we snorkel, lots of times we will hold hands as we snorkel. Uh, I, I feel Cindy's hand just tighten as we you know, go over fish, uh, you know, things like that. But there is peace there. We all need peace. Uh, you mothers know what it's like. You, I can just imagine you saying, now kids, I need quiet down. I need a little peace and quiet. No, that's not really how I imagine it. I imagine it as, kids, shut up. I want a little peace and quiet. That's how I imagine it, but I know it, it happens in your home like the first one there. We all need some peace and quiet. In the olden days, there was a commercial of a, a stomach, a glass stomach, and they poured Pepto-Bismol, the, the pink, into it, and it had a fire in it. And the Pepto-Bismol would flow down through that stomach and put out the fire. That's peace. Peace flows down. But more importantly, peace must flow upward. Peace with God. The Prince of Peace is creator of everything and everyone. Yet there is not peace between everyone and the Prince of Peace. You need to reach a point where you realize that you are at war with God. Because of our sin, we are uh, at war with a holy God. And there's only one way that we can deal with that. And we read about that in Ephesians chapter 2 this morning when Steve read those verses. And that is through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can have peace with God. But everybody does not have peace with God because everybody does not accept the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Everyone does not believe that they are sinners, or if they are, they can just get their good to outweigh their bad, and then they will be able to go to heaven. But that will never happen, because there is a prince of peace, and he's the only one that can bring it. The only name under heaven whereby anyone can be saved is the name Christ Jesus recognizing we're sinners and needing a savior, need to be saved. If you're good enough on your own, you don't need to be saved, and you will not get to heaven. You will not get eternal life. 
and so that it must flow upward. You know, how important is it for us to have peace with North Korea? Well, you know, I don't lose much sleep over that, and maybe I should, but I don't. Oh, what about Iran? Well, I'm a little more concerned about that because they're coming against Israel, and I'm a cheerleader for Israel, and so a little more concerned with that. But what about China? Now we're getting serious because that involves big screen TVs, and so we've got to have a peace with them. We don't want to boycott them and be left in the dark or uh, iPhones or whatever uh, we might get from them. Uh, what about how important is it that we have peace in our country? Now we're, we're, it's, it's getting more important. Uh, uh, peace in Washington, ah, it's more important. Peace in our own homes, more important. But most important is our relationship to a holy God. That's what's most important. And yet that's least important on, to many people. And that is too bad. You'll never experience real peace until you experience peace with God. And so there, first there is peace. The, the Pepto-Bismol has to flow in three directions. It has to flow up. Peace with God. Then it has to flow in. The peace of God flows in. Very important uh, that that be true. The peace flows inward. The peace of God, inner peace, emotional peace. Um, there are some inner conflicts that we might have, right? Like uh, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of sickness, fear of death. And you know, there's not a vaccine in the world except the peace of God that will be able to cure that in our hearts, in our lives. There will always be another, uh, the next variant for the COVID-19. And so peace isn't going to come from a vaccine that we might get this year. Or maybe by the time we get it, the variants are so many that it's not going to help anyway. But that's not our peace. And we're not relying upon that for our peace. I hope we're not. If you don't have the peace of God in your hearts right now, uh, you will not receive much peace from a vaccine. Link arms with Jesus. You know, I, I love that uh, definition of peace is to, is to link arms to link in intertwine fingers with Jesus, walk with him, obey him, recognize his presence. Uh, the apostles, the disciples, it calls them there, they're in the upper room, so they're probably, they're more than just the apostles, there are more disciples there, they're locked in for fear of the Jews. Jesus appears in the middle of them and says unto them, peace be unto you. Why? Because he is the Prince of Peace, and he knows it. And we recognize, when we recognize his presence, then we will receive his power. So whatever is taking place in our lives, we can still have an inner peace through all of the turmoil, through our tears, through our, uh, our sobs. We can have peace. And we can experience his power to handle these things. 
Paul uh, writes to the Romans, and he's closing out his book, and a great book. He gets to Romans chapter 16, and he says this, Obey the Prince of Peace, and the God of Peace will bruise Satan under your feet. Uh, Obey the Prince of Peace, and you will have power. Enough so that you can flamingo dance on Satan, is what he says. You will bruise Satan under your feet. Now, Satan is a formidable foe, and we cannot do that in our own strength. But with the Prince of Peace, obey the Prince of Peace, Paul says here. And you can dance on Satan. Only Jesus can destroy Satan. And he has on the cross, but ultimately... It will be at the very end of at the great white throne judgment when he is cast with all those that, that have re- rejected Jesus, the Prince of Peace, into the bottomless pit and to the lake of fire. So uh, even in our sobs, we can experience peace with God. Why do you think Psalm 23 is... Uh, is so important to believers. I I think it's wrapped up in one phrase. Thou art with me. That's why Psalm 23 is so important to me. For thou art with me. And with me doesn't mean he's just in my presence because he says, thy rod and thy staff, they bring me comfort. Now a rod and a staff... They weren't just to bring comfort, but they bring us comfort because he is on our side. He is with me. Peace of God through the Prince of Peace. Peace flows, uh, peace with God flows upward. Peace uh, of God flows inward. Peace to others flows outward. Peace, bind together. I like that. Lock arms. Peace, to get along. Uh, heard of a Sunday school teacher teaching the Ten Commandments to, their, to his kids and, and uh, little kids, and he says, now, which, which commandment applies to your mommy and daddy? And a little girl, honor thy father and mother. Little boy says, and my brother and two sisters, it's thou shall not kill. <laughs> yeah, peace involved, but there are a lot of peace blockers. What keeps us from experiencing the peace? I mean, believers. There are a lot of believers that do not have peace. There are times probably in all of our lives where we lose peace, the peace that is intended from the Prince of Peace. These are some blockers that I, I thought of. Unresolved conflict. Ah. Is your, does your stomach get turned into knots when you see somebody approaching, coming down the hall? I hope not. Unresolved conflict is a peace blocker and a prayer blocker, too. A peace blocker. Worry. Now, we don't worry, but the the guy next to you worries, not you. Um, Anger. Resentment. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. There's somebody you won't forgive? And you don't have peace. You don't have peace. A sharp tongue is a peace blocker. Uh, let me tell you, 
that criticism is not a gift of the Spirit. It is not your gift. Don't practice it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11 says some of these peace blockers will cause you to be sick. And some of them will even cause, if you hold out long enough, it will cause you to die, Paul says. And, and some of you have even are asleep because you have left unresolved sin in your life. So where will the unbeliever find the peace that everybody's looking for? I mean, everybody's looking for peace. Uh, no matter what they tell you they're looking for, they're looking for peace. And you know that because that's what you were looking for. And that's why maybe you still are looking, even though you have Christ there, you have so many blocks in your relationship with him. So where is the unbeliever going to find peace? Well, how is the unbeliever going to find the Prince of Peace? Because he's the only one that's going to be able to provide peace. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, the disciples of the Prince of Peace, if ye have love one for another. Now, that's attractive to somebody who is looking for peace, to actually see people that experience peace, peace within and peace with one another, so the peace has to flow out. Um, people are drawn to Christ by believers that are at peace with one another and with God. And I know I use this illustration often because it's, in my mind, it's so vivid. Coming from Montana, I, 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 I've seen a lot of porcupines. A lot of them are here. But we're like a pack of porcupines in this auditorium, aren't we? A pack of porcupines on a cold winter night. That because of the cold, we draw together, you know, but because of the quills, when we get too close, we poke each other, so we need each other, and we needle each other, but uh, peace flows outward, and we are warmer when that takes place. And we are more attractive. In the New Testament, it is called koinonia. That word means fellowship. Fellowship. People want to see, uh, unbelievers want to see people that actually have fellowship, actually have friends. Koinonia, the peace of God flows outward to others as the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, condensed down to generosity Courtesy and patience, three things. Generosity, courtesy, and patience. Now, I can preach this message because of Bob Anderson's testimony. A couple months ago, he stood here and gave a testimony of, of his life. Uh, several months ago, we sat around the tables in the library with all of the deacons, and this is what Bob said, and he said it more than once. He said, I was born in the church. The first Sunday after I was born, I was with mom at church. I grew up in the church, First Baptist Church. I grew up in the church. I became part of the leadership as a deacon. 
and he said, I, I, I've been a deacon, and I forget what it was, uh, 50 years or maybe even more at First Baptist Church. And he said with tears in his eyes as he looked around the table at, at the deacons, and you deacons remember this, he said, men, I want to tell you, in all of these years, the fellowship has never been so sweet as it is right now. The peace with God, the peace of God, the peace with others is attractive to a world that's looking for peace. I pray that we will be attractive to those that need Jesus today. And I thank you for the peace that we can experience right here. Let's pray. Father, the Prince of Peace, what a great name. Just the name that I need to remember today and this week as I stand at the cemetery on Thursday, I stand in the peace with God, of God, and to others. When I stand at the cemetery Saturday, I pray, Lord, for the peace of God. And then the weeks after, who knows, I need your peace. And each of us do. But Lord, especially I ask that the lost might see peace in my life and come to know you. That is what I've been called to do. To share Jesus, win people to Christ, disciple them. So I thank you for your peace today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.